Well, today we're concluding our message series, Predetermined. And I want to talk to those of you who might feel like you just want to give up in your life. You want to give up on something that's going on. Maybe at one time you had this goal. You had this dream. Maybe it was a vision and you started it with this great anticipation, this great excitement. But maybe along the way you hit some resistance and you just stalled in that work. Maybe you've had very little or no progress and frustration is setting in as a result. You're discouraged and you just feel like giving up. I don't know what that might be for you, but maybe there was a relationship that you tried to restore. And when you reached out to bring healing, things didn't go well. For some of you, you're believing in a miracle. You've been praying for maybe a child or a grandchild to come to Christ and declare him Lord and Savior. Or you've been praying for a healing in your life. Or maybe you've been praying for some sort of financial provision. Or maybe you've been asking God for help to overcome some addiction or some struggle. And you've just tried and you've prayed, and you've believed in all that, but you haven't seen any results. And now because of that, you are just feeling discouraged and maybe even losing hope. And today I want to talk to those of you here today who are tuning in and watching, who feel like giving up. Like I've mentioned, we are concluding our message series called Predetermined. And we're starting a brand new series next week, and it's called um, A Journey to the Cross. And what we're going to do is we're going to look at um, from the triumphal entry all the way up to the cross, and we're going to look at all these amazing events that took place throughout that week as we journey towards the cross and journey towards Easter. So you, you, want, you want to make sure you come back and tune in or join us in person next week as we begin, begin a brand new series called Journey to the Cross. But with this series for the past several weeks, we've been talking about the importance of decisions. We know that the quality of our decisions actually determines the quality of our life. We are seeking the wisdom of God through the Word of God to help us predetermine and make certain decisions ahead of time. We've been focusing on six specific decisions that we are making to determine who we will be as followers of Christ. And during these several weeks, we've been deciding, we've been deciding these things that I am ready. I am consistent. I am devoted. I am generous. I am faithful. And I am a finisher. Now, one thing that I know about the desire to finish is that it's really easy to start something new, right? But it's not easy to finish it. This idea is way more important than most people understand because I could ask you some questions and I think you'd see the reason 
Like, what do you think separates average people from amazing people? What do you think separates those who really are really fulfilled in life from those who are often empty? What do you think is the difference between those who struggle and those who succeed? Let me tell you, first of all, what it's not. It's not their intelligence. It's not their appearance. It's not their talent. It's not their education. It's not who or what they know. The difference is their perseverance. It's perseverance. It's their willingness to stick to it. It's their grit that they have to finish. It's their drive to persevere. It is their refusal to quit. The difference isn't what you know, it's your willingness to stay in the fight. It's the strength of character that refuses to quit. One person put it this way, and, and they said this, enthusiasm is common, endurance is rare. See, it's easy to start, but it's often way rarer to finish. That's why we are predetermining this, that we are finishers. Because by nature, we tend to take the easy way out, don't we, at times? By nature, we tend to take the path of least resistance. If things get difficult, it's easy for us to quit. So our big decision today is going to be this. When I commit, I don't quit. I I'm a finisher. That's going to be our declaration today. When I commit, I don't quit. I am a finisher. So how do we as disciples of Jesus, how do we strengthen our perseverance when the devil wants us to quit? How do we strengthen our character, our refusal to quit? In order to do so, I want to take a look at the words of the Apostle Paul as he gave what, what we might call an emotional farewell to his spiritual son in the faith, Timothy. Let me just give you a little bit of context of 2 Timothy. It appears at this time that the Roman emperor Nero has sentenced Paul to be beheaded. So, Paul is in this dingy cell, knowing that at any day, any moment, his execution is going to happen. And so as he's waiting, Paul is writing this letter. He's writing this letter to someone that he loves so dearly, knowing the back of his head, he's about to be executed. He's writing this emotional letter days before he's likely to be beheaded. He writes to Timothy, and he writes to him these amazing words of encouragement. And we find them in 2 Timothy chapter 4, starting in verse 5. And he says this. He says, don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Listen. If you're going to finish something, you're likely going to suffer at some point through it. Being a follower of Christ doesn't mean that you don't have hard times. In fact, in many ways, it actually guarantees you will have hard times. 
So again, Paul says this. He says, don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. In other words, he's saying, finish, finish what God called you to start. He continues. He says, that's for me. My life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have remained faithful. I've been in the battle, and I haven't given up. I fought the good fight, and I remained faithful. Here's what's powerful in this. It's obvious obvious that Paul had finished his race, but you, you and I, we have not finished ours yet. See, and knowing that, here's, here's the, the reality and hard truth. It says God has more for you to do. If you find yourself discouraged, feeling like giving up, maybe God would say to you, hey, guess what? If you're not dead, you're not done. If you're not dead, you're not done. There's more to do. There's more love to give. There's more hope to share. There's more friendships to make. I'm telling you that God's got more for you. So what do you do? You fully finish the work that God had you start. If those of you who feel like it's just too much, I'm, I'm tired or I'm this, it just seems I have way too much, I like what David Allen said. And he said this, he says, much of the stress that people feel doesn't come from having too much to do. He says it comes from not finishing what they've started. And maybe... Just maybe some of the stress you have or you're experiencing isn't that you've got too much to do, but maybe it's because you haven't done what God has called you to do. So what I want you to do for just a moment is just to be in this posture of prayer. Just be open. And you might even say in your mind and pray a simple prayer, God, show me. Show me what you want to show me. Speak to me. And I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to see if God doesn't give you an answer. And what I want you to do in just in a moment is I want you to think about what you started, but you haven't finished. I'm not talking about that next new hit series on Netflix and you need to finish the season and binge watch it. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about something that God has prompted you to do. Something that God has called you to do. And I'm going to first read a scripture. And after that, I'm going to ask a question. And even start putting yourself in a mindset and a posture of prayer. And if it helps, close your eyes. As I read these verses for you to meditate on and allow sink in as you just spend a moment with God here during our service. This, and these are the words, coming from Revelation chapter 3. It 
I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Jesus said, you didn't finish what I called you to start. And in this posture of prayer, I would ask you this question. And have you just listened to what God may say to you? Ask yourself this question. What is your unfinished business? What is it as a follower of Jesus you were prompted to do? You know you're supposed to do. You were going to do it. What is it that you were prompted to do? What is your unfinished business? And I want you to think about it. I want to let it sink in and just be in this posture of prayer. What would God be saying to you? So let's just take a moment of meditation and just ask God to speak to us here. I love the advice that Paul gave to the Corinthians. His advice to them may be God's advice to us here today. And this is what he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And he says, And here's my judgment about what is best for you in this matter. Last year you were the first not only to give, but also to have the desire to do so. Now finish the work. What is your unfinished business? What is it that God prompted you to do that you haven't done yet? Scripture is so powerful. And honestly, I love the verse in Acts 20 where we hear this. In Acts 20, verse 24, this is what it says. It says, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. There's a little phrase in that power-packed verse that probably many of us pass over or miss. Why could Paul finish the race. Why? It's because he wasn't running for himself. He said, I consider my life worth nothing to me. And by him saying that, he's saying, it's not about me. It's not about my desires. It's not about my wants. It's not about my dreams. He said, I consider my life worth nothing to me. 
If you are quitting, but God called you to start, maybe it's because you care about something more than you care about running God's grace. So for you, he said, I consider my life worth nothing. You probably want to put something in this blank that would be very personal to you. Finish the statement. I consider my blank worth nothing to me. What would you put in there? I consider my blank worth nothing to me. Maybe you could answer it like this. I consider my personal comfort worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the race that God called me to run. You see, when we commit to him, we don't quit because we're finishers. How do you run your race? How do you finish? Well, you don't run it for you, number one. You run it for God. Then here's what you do. Let me just tell you what you do. You want to finish, right? Here's what you do to make sure that happens. Take the next step. Take the next step. The great news is you don't have to finish your race today. You just need to take that next step. When you look at the life and the ministry of Jesus, it is powerful and yet emotional to look at how it all ended. If you look at every step he took from when he started to when he finished, he just faithfully ran for God, taking a step after a step after a step, not for him, but for his Father. Think about it on the cross. Right before Jesus looked up to heaven and he cried out to the Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And then he breathed his last. Right before he did that, Jesus said this. He said, it is finished. He, essentially, he's saying, I did everything. You sent me here to do, Dad. It's finished. I finished the race. How did he do it? He wasn't running for himself. He was running for his father. And day by day, week by week, month by month, painful moment after painful moment, he just took that next step. And then he took the next step. And then he took the next. When they hated him, he just took the next step and he loved them back. When they struck him on the cheek, he just took that next step and turned the other cheek. When he was carrying the cross up the hill and he fell to the ground, he stood back up and took the next step. Hanging on the cross, when they cursed at him, mocked him, and shamed him, he just took another step and he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't even know what they're doing. See, from the very moment he started, he predetermined, I'm always ready. I'm always consistent. I'm always devoted. I'm always generous. I'm always faithful. And when I commit, I don't quit because 
I am a finisher. So what are you going to do? The trajectory is always towards what's easy, it seems, in our lives, towards what's convenient and comfortable, and the devil will want you to quit what God called you to start. So, you're going to predetermine. When I commit, I don't quit. I don't know how this will play out in your life. I don't. Maybe for you, when you're about to to give up, you decide, I'm going to say one more prayer. Or maybe when you decide to quit, maybe it's like, maybe you'll have to make one more call. Or when they hurt me again, I'm going to forgive them one more time. Because when you commit, you don't quit. You just take another step. You run for God. And you just take that next step. Then what do you do when you have no more? You just, you don't have anything left in you. What do you do? You've forgiven with every bit of faith you have. You've loved when they've taken advantage of you. You've given when they didn't care. You've prayed and you've seen no results. What do you do when you try to run and you just don't have the power in your own strength to take that next step? Well, in the 92 Barcelona Olympics, there was a British athlete, Derek Hammond, who was a favorite in the 400-meter race. He got off to an excellent, amazing start, but midway through that race, he ruptured his hamstring, fell to the ground, and as he's just lying there in pain, every Olympic dream that he had was crushed in that moment, knowing that he just didn't have what it took to finish. And one of the most emotional moments, I think, in sports history is that his dad was there watching this race. He was up in the crowd. He was up in the stands. And he got up, walked down that aisle, walked out of the stands, came down onto the track, and carried his son to the finish line. When the son could not go on, the father carried the son to the finish. What I hope you understand in all of this is this, you never, ever run alone. And that's why you could be confident of this when Paul says this in Philippians 1, 6. He says, being confident of this, that he, God, who began a good work in you, will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Our God will carry it on when we are weak. He will be strong for us. You never run alone in this life. When you think about it, it's an interesting question. Why is it that so many people quit? Probably the simplest reason I can think of is because of this. Quitting is an option for them. It's an option. What if it wasn't an option for us when God calls us to something? What if when we got married, we got married into a covenant and not a contract and said, this is something till death do us part. And that's something I stress in my premarital counseling. And I frame marriage as not just a contract, it's a covenant and it's 
and it's got to be thought of and lived out of a covenant. What if when God calls us with a vision or a dream, and we said, this is from God, and if God is for us, who can be against us? And instead of walking away and just quitting on God, which is so easy to do, what if we just ran to him, even in our doubts, even in our fears, even in our disappointments, and we just cried out, you know, God, I don't understand this, but I'm just going to cling on to you, and I'm not going to let go. Why? Because we are disciples of Jesus. Because he is the ultimate finisher. He is the author and finisher of our faith. He started it, and he will finish it. That's why today we're going to decide, when I commit, I don't quit. I am a finisher. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this reminder of of the work that you've started in us, that you will finish it, that you are the ultimate finisher. And Lord, like every week, we have to start our prayer with, like this, with your help, God, I want to be a finisher. I don't want to quit. I don't want to quit on you. I don't want to quit on the things that you've called me to do, you've prompted me to do. I don't want to quit on the things that you you started. So Lord, help us with that. Help us to persevere through it all. Help us to take that next step. Help us to remember and to recognize and realize that this is not a race that we run for ourselves. It's not for our own desires, our own dreams, but we run this race for you and you only. So Lord, we we just come to you wanting and desiring to finish what you prompted us to do. We pray this in your name. Amen.